Wildling Press presents. How do I book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina Kahn. I'm Grace Ball. And I'm Mary Crook. Today we're talking about domain names, aka... URLs, a.k.a. web addresses. It's how you get to a place on the internet, www.books.com or whatever. (laughs) That's a URL. So we're here to talk about how an author can pick a URL that works for them. I think that in 2022, we don't have to explain why you should have a URL. A URL points people to your website and like you need a website. You just have to... You have to exist on the internet. It's just how it is these days. You can't fight it. Can't can't fight fight it. it. Unless you have written like an academic book or something where it just sells itself. (laughs) (laughs) Most books don't sell themselves. That's what we're here for. So I want to talk about choosing the right domain name. This is something that you should do while your book is in production. If you haven't done it already, you don't want to be creating your website when your book comes out in like a month, it's like too late by then. This is a process that you should go through. I mean, in theory, before you're even seeking publication, but um, at the latest, while your book is undergoing its production, while it's going through the edit, while you're waiting for your editor to lovingly, painstakingly go through that first edit, that's a great time to get your website together. And you can build your own website. You can hire someone to build it for you. Um, Maybe we'll do an episode about that later. But for today, we're going to talk about URLs. Yes. You can find Wildling Press at www.wildlingpress.com. It's a great one. Solid. Solid choice. Came up with it ourselves, not to brag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, we're experts. (laughs) (laughs) And so that URL does a lot of things for us. And you want to make sure that your author URL does the same things. So the first thing that your URL should be is original. If your name is Stephen King, hmm. you, cool can't name, have, but... you can't have that web address. And even if your name is spelled with a V instead of a PH, you still probably don't want that website because people will be looking for the master of horror. And when they find you, I am sorry to say that they will probably be put out by that. <laughs> you might get some bad reviews based on that. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> One star, not Stephen King. Right. That is not the feeling you want people to have when they view your website. Just completely right. disappointment. That's not right. good. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you know that there's another author out there who has the same name as you, you might want to consider doing something different. And different doesn't necessarily mean throw your middle initial in there because that's not always helpful. So you might want to consider, like, if your name is Amy Everhart, which if there's any Amy Everharts out there, hey, what up? We'd love to publish your book. <laughs> um, but if there's um, another author out there who has the same name, um, they probably already own amyeverhart.com. 
And if you're like Amy T. Everhart, that's cool. You could you could do that, but it would maybe be better to take instead like Amy Everhart author. Maybe at this point, if it's early enough in the process, you could consider doing a pen name to avoid being confused with this other author. There's a lot of different ways to make sure that your URL is unique. Yes. And you also want to make sure that you're able to communicate your URL very easily. Yeah. If you come up with a URL that's like, I don't know, 10 words long, <laughs> that's probably going to be a, a beast to have to communicate to people and they probably won't remember it. So you want to like have a short, succinct URL that makes sense uh, for you and make sure that you're able to literally like pronounce it to like tell people what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of URLs that maybe are really clever, not a lot of URLs, but like, you know, there can be a lot of clever ideas for URLs, whether it's for authors or, or any other business. Um, but if it's too clever, then no one's going to be able to find it. So like if you're if you got a pun, maybe in your URL or something like that, and it's spelled slightly differently um, or unexpectedly, I guess is a better word for that. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be really tricky for people to find it um, on a whim. You're going to be spending forever just trying to spell it out to people. Um, and then other people are not going to be able to find it. Yeah. As someone with a spelling required name, I so prefer ease of communication. Like I envy people who don't have to spell their names and their email addresses. Um, you want it to be easy to say it, like, Imagine yourself at a at a book uh, like a book fair. You're one of like 300 authors, uh, oh like 50 probably more like. You're one of 50 authors. Each of you has a little booth at this little author event. Everyone who's there is there to buy books and you have 50 plus books of competition. Mm -hmm. You're talking to someone who has approached your booth. You're in the middle of a conversation. And some a second person walks up and is like, hey, I really want to check out your book. What? Where can I find you online? Like, imagine that scenario. You're in like a very loud room. You have a split second of attention to give to this person because you're already doing something else. And you have to convey where they can find you online in that amount of time. Like, that's that's how easy you want it to be. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's such a good example, too, because the Internet is like a million times that. It's like being in a giant room full of other people who are doing something similar to you yeah, um, and trying to stand out, but also keep something like really classic and easy for people to, to understand and to remember is just so important. Yeah. And Christina, you've built a few websites in your day. You, is it, is it possible to like change a domain name later or like, is that a complete nightmare? Obviously we want to get it right the first time, but like what happens if you have to do that? Yeah, that's a great question. And you asked, is it possible and is it a nightmare? And the answer to both of those <laughs> questions is yes. <laughs> yes, it's possible to change your URL. It's possible to change anything. Like I've done a lot. I, you know, when I was a kid, my dad bought my my name, ChristinaCon.com, because he's an internet genius and he bought all of his kids' <laughs> URLs. That's amazing. What a forward thinking gentleman. You're I know. I know. And so for a long time, he just had that. And I was a child. And then um, in college, I started blogging and I was like, Dad, can I please have my URL? And he was like, no, but I can point your URL to your blog. 
So my blog was like christinacon.blogspot.com or whatever. I think it was .wordpress.com. Wow. Go check out my terrible college blog. (laughs) And so, but when people typed in christinacon.com, it would take them to christinacon.wordpress.com. And then eventually, when I guess I proved myself as a career woman, my dad was like, here is your here's your name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So he was like withholding it until you proved yourself. He withheld it until I learned how to build websites, I guess. Okay. <laughs> have your siblings gotten theirs yet? No, they, they don't do the same kind of work where they like should have an online portfolio. Like neither right. one of them is online at all. So my dad's probably just still chilling on those. But it's good that no one else can take them, you know, not that we have common names, but you can do a lot with your URL. Another thing you can do is like, I think I've mentioned before that I have like podcasts besides this podcast. I have a podcast network called Movie Night Crew. And then the podcast that I host on that network is the Restricted Section and Adults Only Harry Potter Slander Podcast. And so I own the RestrictedSection.com because that's the name of my podcast, but my podcast website is on movienightcrewnetwork.com. So like the network has a page for each of the podcasts on the network, but I own the restrictedsection.com. So when people type in the restrictedsection.com, they get redirected to movienightcrewnetwork.com slash the restricted section. So there's just like a lot of things you can do to finagle your website to like work correctly or to like encompass more things Moving domain names is annoying. And if you establish yourself as an author using one URL, that URL is out there, right? You've told people about it and like you don't want it to be wrong later. Mm-hmm. So I would only do that if you have like a great change of branding. Like maybe you started out writing children's books and all of your original stuff was like very cutesy. And then you're like, oh, I'm also going to write self-help books for marriage troubles. And it's like, wow. The branding for this needs to be more neutral. Mm-hmm. So it can be done, but it's complicated. It's the end complicated. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of authors, you know, especially as they're beginning, especially as they're beginning to think about their URLs and they're starting this process, they're probably, probably publishing their first book or have just published their first one. So mm-hmm. debut authors a lot of times. Um and even though it might be a lot to think about while you're working on your just your first book, if you, this is something that you want to do long term or you you want to be able to do this again with another book or a series or something like that, you got to think about that, trying to make your website or your, your URL more of an umbrella um, mm-hmm. title than just necessarily like sometimes it might not be a good idea to your, for your URL to be your first book's title. Right. Because if you then want to make it a series or you want to write other books, you don't you don't want a website for each separate book that you write. You want your website that any of your fans of any of your books can go to. Yeah, because if you have three different websites for your three different books, what happens is someone can look up one of your books without ever learning that you have two other books. And that's mm-hmm. the last thing you want. That's why you want something like your author name that or your author brand, which might be slightly different, um, to, you want that to be your URL. So you can put all of your projects under the same URL. And if someone loves your the one book of yours they've read and they go to your website to learn more about you because they really related to your book and then they're like, oh my God, they wrote three other books. That's incredible. 
Um, I think I just bumped us from three books in this example to four, but that's fine. <laughs> we are prolific. <laughs> we are prolific. <laughs> yeah, we're just pumping them out so quickly. <laughs> but yeah, you just you want everyone to be able to see everything you're doing. That's why I have my website, ChristinaCon.com. It doesn't do anything for me. It's just a place where I keep track of all of the many unrelated act- things I do in one place. So if someone thinks that I'm cool... They can go, please think I'm cool, please. (laughs) You can go to my website and see all of the different things I do, which is just a lot of, I do so much. (laughs) Cool. So it's time to name your website. So here's a couple different approaches you can take. Um, The one that we recommend the most whenever possible is to just use your name. Use your name. (laughs) It makes it so easy. Our beloved author, E.S. Christensen, author of the Blameless books, um, who's going to be a little secret coming up to do a little interview on an upcoming episode. Her website is www.eschristensen.com. Her book cover says The Blameless by E.S. Christensen. All of her social media handles are at E.S. Christensen. Maybe there's a period in there. But this kind of consistent, consistent branding makes it so easy for people to find you on the internet. And that's like the most important thing. The most important thing when establishing your online presence is not being clever. It's not being like super cool, unique. It's being easy. You want it to be so easy for people to find you. For sure. And she's got such a good following. Her um, her books are middle grade fantasy, which just has this great possibility for such a great fandom. Um, to grow from that. And she's got a huge following already. Mm-hmm. And so if she had made the mistake of making those those different URLs or Facebook pages or whatever mm-hmm. different, even slightly different, she could have lost, um, you know, possibly a new fan who would be into her series. So she did a great job there. Yeah, she was very intentional from the start. And she had a plan. And that's all that's like the best advice we can give you is like, don't just feel like you have to super quick make a website and you feel like maybe you're doing it at the last minute but like just really plan it out and don't make any quick decisions when it's something like this that's going to live on the internet forever you want to be very intentional about it i think you'll notice intentionality as a theme throughout our entire podcast it kind of always comes back to where do you put a comma i don't know but do it intentionally where do i sell my book i don't know but do it intentionally how do i write my outline i don't know but do it intentionally you know it's like All we ask is that you're intentional. Yeah, so definitely, if you can, use the name that is on the cover of your book to make the website. For example, would you go to the internet and type in www.johntolkien.com? I don't think so, because that's not the name we use for that guy. You would go (laughs) to jrrtolkien.com first, because that's what's on the cover. Right. And if you have a common name, I think I mentioned this before, it's, it's pretty... Uh, normal to slap the word author in there. So if you happen to be named John Tolkien, I'm sorry, that's a l- big shoes to fill. You could make your URL like johntolkienauthor.com to distinguish it from johntolkien.com. <laughs> and I think that's just a good idea anyways. Like even if you aren't sure if your name is common or not, you know, the internet is so vast. It, yeah. it, there's going to be someone else with your name. John Smith. So. Yes, um, John Smith definitely maybe put author in there. John Smith, author, 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 author.com. <laughs> Plus, it's just, I don't know. 
as a, a writer myself, I don't have an author page or anything like that. I don't have a published book yet. But I just think that would be so cool, you know, to have that author on an official URL on your website. Yeah. Hey, Peyton, feels... you need to get you you need to get you your domain name, girl. Oh my god, somebody's gonna buy it and then be like, I'll give it to you for one million dollars. <laughs> my dad didn't buy it for me when I was younger. What am I gonna do? My dad helped invent AOL, so he was kind of on the up and up with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I always say that he didn't help invent AOL, he helped oh popularize AOL, okay. My father invented AOL, so <laughs> Uh, amazing. No, that's one of those like fake memories that I say out loud and my mom's like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Another great thing to just just always do throughout this process, if you're ever wondering where to start, um, whether it's with your URL, your publication of your book, anything, just look up your favorite authors, look up current authors, you know, authors that you loved growing up and see what they did. Yeah. You know, especially ones with a really big following, ones with you know, the type of genre book that you really are into or that you're writing, because I mean, there's so many of them are just their name, author.com, and it works really well for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially just to go back to Stephen King, it's like his name is bigger than his book titles on the cover. So it's like his name says so much. Right. I forgot we're mad at him because he recently retweeted J.K. Rowling. I shouldn't oh, even no. be using him. No, oh, I know. No, I know. Stephen. No. I was literally just thinking this morning, like, wow. Thank goodness he hasn't been too problematic so far, at least as far as I know, but he'll probably do it at some point in the future. He literally, like, uh, in June 2020, when all that stuff went down, he, like, retweeted her with some, like, scathing clapback. You know, he yeah. was, like, about trans women are women. I, he might not have retweeted her, but he definitely commented on it. And then just, mm-hmm. a, like, a week or two ago, he retweeted he retweeted her her upcoming book and is, like, really excited for this one. What What oh, happened? No. So Stephen King is in the doghouse. He sure is. And I never try to talk to celebrities on the internet because they don't want to talk to you. But I had to. I was like, I was like, frankly, this is extremely disappointing. <laughs> like in his comments, <laughs> like it's gonna matter. That's okay. And he probably got that a lot, and he needs. Yes, to, so. the whole comment section was like, "Why, Stephen? No, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, <laughs> stop it." Uh. So some authors have written a book. Uh, specifically for their business or to help build their business, whatever you might have. You might have a home home organization business and you want to put a book out there. That's great. Books are, publishing a book is a great way to drive people to your business. So in your case, you can consider just making your URL your business name. That way, you know, if you write other books related to your business or have anything else related there, you're just driving people straight there to your business. Yeah, and you may already have a website for your business. And if that's the case, then it would be as simple as, you know, adding a book page um, to your website that already exists uh, so that you can provide that information there. Yeah, we've worked in the past with a really uh, well-loved teacher and principal and educator. And so I remember that he had already a website for himself as an educator and just put a page to include the book on that website. Mm -hmm. And that definitely made the most sense for him. Oh, because the book was about teaching is important context (laughs) for this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And if you just quick note, if you have a business and you're interested in writing a book about it, but you're not sure where to start, please reach out to us because we would love to help with something like that. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so another option for naming your URL is obviously to go with your book name. Um, we had talked earlier in the episode about how, you know, if you plan to write more than one book, you don't really want to have 
a bunch of different websites for all your different books just doesn't make sense. But if maybe you only plan to write one book or if you plan to write a series, um, then you can create a URL based on the series name um, or the book name and uh, kind of cover your bases that way. Yeah, like um, I just looked it up because I was like, I wonder. But magictreehouse.com, you can find all the Magic Treehouse books there. And there are a million. There's a lot. I think, are they still making them? I think so, actually. Maybe not. Mummies on Mondays or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that can work if you're planning on writing like a bit, like a bunch of the books in the same same exact series. And that's your, that's your shtick. Also, if you like have written some ad- books for adults, you can't say adult books because it sounds it's like they're sexy. Too spicy, but, too spicy. <laughs> but if you've written like book chapter books <laughs> for grownups... <laughs> But then you want to start writing a children's book series. That's like completely different branding. So like maybe doing a separate website just for the kids books, call it mykidsbookstitle.com. You know, that might work for you in that instance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I feel like we've covered a lot here. I feel like uh, if you're trying to come up with a URL for your author persona, we've given you perhaps too much to think about, but hopefully (laughs) just enough. Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing is keep it simple. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Keep it simple. The kiss and method. Yes. Keep it simple, silly. Silly. <laughs> silly goose. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah, my best friend's a teacher, and she does say keep it simple, silly, because <laughs> can't Wholesome. be calling your students stupid. <laughs> Even when they're being stupid. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do it. You're so silly. <laughs> and that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by me, Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison, and our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post. 